Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is the journey from here to there. Basically, we're where we're at and we've become aware of it. We've analyzed where we're at and we've decided what we want to keep and what we want to make changes on. Now we've set some goals and we're moving towards those goals. That's the journey from here to there. So let's get into that. Let's get into talking about the journey on our on our goal journey, right? Uh, so we've set our goals. We are trying to get there. And then what happens? Sometimes uh, we just don't have the motivation. Sometimes we don't want to feel uncomfortable. Uh, so we don't do the steps necessary to get there. Sometimes we just um, wallow around in confusion. It's, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get there. So it's a decision we have to make. So Toby, tell us a little bit about what you do when you have a goal and that journey to get to that goal. So I think the first thing I do is try, attempt to imagine all the potential obstacles. Mm-hmm. So that when you arrive at an obstacle point, you know what to do with it, right? So if you have, if you've established a goal, and you've started the journey towards it, or you've made the decision to start the journey towards it, uh, one of the first things to do is, uh, what what are the potential obstacles, and maybe it, it should be considered when you're actually establishing the goal, um, so that it's not a surprise, right? Because that's that's where we end up in discomfort is the surprises, the things that we that are unexpected. Mm-hmm. With any luck, as you get older, even the unexpected can be dealt with because it may have happened sometime before and you know what to do with it. So uh, so that's the first step is kind of uh, try to envision what the potential obstacles are. if uh, And when it comes up, then deal with it then in a way that you've uh, planned. Uh, one of the alternatives is that uh, you could come upon an obstacle that you did not either envision or predict. And so you have to have a process for dealing with obstacles. Because if you don't already have a process, you know, your own, how do I deal with obstacles? Uh, if you don't have a process, uh, then it's confounding and it stops you moving forward. So I have a dealing with obstacles process that includes stopping, right? It, it may change your goal date, but... I, I try to focus on the obstacle rather than focusing on moving forward so I can get past the obstacle. Uh, because sometimes if you ignore the obstacle, it's like a, it's like a ball of lint. It hangs on to your pants and you, it just <laughs> follows you through the rest of the project, right? And then it's not noticed until you're standing up making your speech and somebody goes, is that a ball of lint on your... <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the best thing, uh, what I do is I, I stop... I evaluate the severity of the obstacle, then I, have, I determine what I need to do about it. And sometimes you don't need to do anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's so far out of your control that y- you say to yourself, I can't do anything about this, right? 
I just need to keep moving forward and uh, not let it uh, not let it keep me in my too hot. Yeah. And not let it keep me from moving forward. And I, I still am. Wow, I'm just bouncing off the red there, aren't I? Um, not keep not let it prevent you from moving forward. So um, I stop, evaluate it, uh, determine what I need to fix it, and then determine finally what impact it's going to have on achieving my goal. Because if I've set a milestone uh, for my uh, the completion of my goal, then it could affect that. And all of that comes from years and years worth of project management experience. Uh, because in project management, they, that's kind of the process they teach you mm-hmm. uh, to deal with uh, unexpected obstacles. Um, and, you, and, and in the project management process, there is process for dealing with unexpected obstacles. So I, I have that experience. I, I've got a lot of that project management experience. And so, you know, goals for me are just another form of project. It sounds very formal, but, but it's gotten to the point in my life, and, and it was at this point early in my life, where it just was part of the nature of things, right? I didn't have to think about, oh, I'm right in the middle of project management experience. I've met an obstacle. Where's the obstacle management process for handling that? You know, it just the nature of things. So. And it makes life easier when you know you can deal with it. And, and the other thing that you discover is that there's no obstacle so great that you can't uh, uh, overcome it in some way. Okay. Was that too much? No. Okay. I'm just okay. trying to process it into, okay, into my show here. Yeah. Make sure I have uh, the gist of what you're saying. So this slide is do or do not. Basically, you need to make a decision if you're going to do something or not do it. Once you've made the decision to do it, you put it on your schedule. And then when that time comes when you're supposed to be doing that thing you decided to do, you're going to experience some discomfort if it's something you've not done before or you don't particularly enjoy doing. Uh, So I'm going to give you an example. In my coaching program that I'm a part of. Uh, This month we're talking about organization and one of the things we were supposed to do this week as part of our uh, organization process is to clean out a closet. And ahead of time we made the decision which closet am I going to clean out, what day and what time am I going to do this? And you make the decision and the commitment to doing that. I did that decided, okay, I'm going to clean out the linen closet at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and I'm going to allow myself two hours to get it done. That time rolled around, and I happened to be at the grocery store shopping uh, for groceries, and I decided I'll just put it off, and I'll get to it later. When we got home and unloaded the groceries, I decided it would be a good time to have some dinner and sit down and watch some television and uh, I did that and I continued to watch binge on uh, Netflix for the rest of the evening knowing that I had committed to cleaning out that linen closet and also knowing I don't like cleaning out closets so I had this discomfort about cleaning out the closet so I said I'll do it tomorrow Again, I didn't do it. So I talked to my coach that week, Monday, the next day, Monday. I talked to my coach, and I told her what was going on with me. And I'm like, I don't want to clean out the closet. I don't like it. Um, It 
and she and I discussed it for a while and she said how does it make you feel and I said well I I committed to it so I'm unhappy with myself for you know not doing it not coming through on my word and so I'm out of integrity and I'm feeling some shame about it at that same time it's not that big a deal and I have other things I could be doing with my time so I just put it off and I didn't want to do it she says so are you feeling some discomfort from not doing it and I said yes of course because this is going through my head right I didn't get it done I didn't do what I said I was going to do that closet needs to be cleaned and I know that and I could be doing that and I'm not doing it why am I not doing this and so she said so but and cleaning the closet also has some discomfort for you right right I don't like cleaning the closet I like making the decision do I throw this out do I give it away do I put it back in the closet what do I do with each piece because you pull everything out and you look at it and decide if it's worth keeping before you put it back in the closet and I didn't want to go through that process it's a lot of decision making and when you've lived in a house for this many years you know many many years and things pile up and you've had them since you were married you know 35 years something you've had since you were first married you're like I don't want to get rid of that that was a wedding gift or you know you have all these memories attached to it so it's a difficult process and it causes some discomfort so on the one hand, we have the discomfort of cleaning the closet, and the other hand, the discomfort of not cleaning the closet. And she asked me, which one is productive? Obviously, the one where the closet gets cleaned, because then I have a clean closet, less clutter in my house, and I feel good about myself for having done the work. So she said, then there's your decision. You can decide to spend your discomfort on something productive or something not productive, such as having that thinking about it and thinking about how I should have done it. So which way do you want to spend your discomfort? You're going to have discomfort either way. So I said, obviously, I'm going to clean the closet. As soon as I got off the phone with her, I did. I cleaned out the closet. <laughs> it, was, it was freeing. Um, it wasn't fun but it was freeing and empowering at the same time. And uh, now I have a clean closet and everything has been whittled down to the bare necessities and I just feel good about having done it. I feel good about myself and I feel like less clutter, more space, and it frees up my mind and creativity uh, and just allows me to breathe more. And I want to continue that with all the closets in my home just because of this experience. So what do you think of that? <laughs> I think uh, so. Uh, somebody made a point, uh, yeah. Captain Marvel, as I was describing my process for obstacle process management. She said it sounds like a guy thing. And you just described the, the alternative, which is have a conversation, work it out inside, you know, as opposed to going to process. Uh, now, it, my opinion is that what you described is a form of process, but I, I would call it a less uh, uh, rigorous process. It's a more organic process that you go through. And I don't know whether that's a male-female thing or an, a female-male thing. I think it's uh, just a, it, what she uh, said to me worked right, for me. Right, exactly. And, and I think that's what you have to find. You know me well enough to know that process works for me, whatever it is, right? Uh, and I know you well enough to know that organic approach, uh, an organic approach, a, a 
a one that uh, you that accommodates you and you accommodate uh, works for you. And sometimes the advice I get from you tends to be more organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the advice you get from me tends to be more process. And we always seem to find some sort of <coughs> moderate moderation, some sort of compromise uh, between process and the organic approach to solving a problem. So, but uh, it sounds it sounds not only like you, but it sounds like something that would work for you. Yeah, it did. I think uh, that is something as well that I'm going to carry through my life now. Uh-huh. Whenever there's a project, something that I don't want to do, usually cleaning, because <laughs> I don't like it, and uh, it's discomfort, uh, you know, in the form of cleaning. But then I have the idea, well, if I don't take care of it, and guess what I did this morning? I cleaned the floors because the floors were dirty and it was bothering me. And I thought, you know, I can be bothered by dirty floors and, you know, until I ever get around to cleaning it. Or I can clean it right now and get it done. And which way do I want to spend my discomfort? So it works. And um, and it's a new because it's a new thing, I'm going to have to keep practicing oh. and practicing it until it becomes a part of me. But, um, yeah, it's working for me. Well, now I, now I understand why you're always so impressed when I'm cleaning, you know. Because <laughs> oh, I hate you, it. <laughs> you keep your stove so clean. You do. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, isn't yeah. that funny? And I appreciate that in other people because it's less work for me. <laughs> so think about how it feels. How does it feel to you when you don't? follow through on something you said you were going to do, even if the only person you promised was yourself. How do you feel about it? Personally, I feel um, kind of shameful, just a little, you know, not like overwhelming, oh my God, I'm a horrible person, but oh gee, I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do. I should have really done that. Now I really should do that. You know, I really find, I need to find the time, you know, and it just cycles and cycles and cycles and it doesn't leave. Versus when I follow through and I do what I said I was going to do, I feel proud of myself. I was like, good for me, you know, and my confidence is higher and I know that I can move forward then. I don't have that cycling thing. And every time I open up the closet, I can go, look what I did. That looks good. (laughs) And my husband can look in there and go, hey, it's clean. Very nice. Good job. You know, and so it just, it improves our lives when we just follow through. Nice. So here's another motivation uh, trick you can use. And I use this myself. It's three, two, one, go. Uh, the more you hesitate, the more your mind will try to protect you from discomfort. Oh, you know, it's probably about time to go clean that closet, but I have 10 or 15 other things I could think of to do that I need to get done, or I just, you know, I could relax because I deserve it. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I start to hesitate, and I, don't, and I put it off. So instead of doing that, schedule it. Set an alarm. Alarm goes off. Oh, it's time to clean the closet. <laughs> And before my mind can talk me out of it, countdown, three, two, one, go. And just do it. Uh, The more we hesitate, the less likely it is we're going to follow through on something. I'm I'm in complete agreement, yeah. (laughs) Not even going to debate that one. Um, And when we have a goal set, 
and it is pressing on us. I need to find two new clients this month. How am I going to do that? I need to find two clients this month over and over again. And it's top of mind. Then I start to see opportunities. Hey, I've got some free time. I might as well, um, you know, I might as well call up this this person I know and see if he could use some help and I could promote myself and network. I did that uh, yesterday. We we had to be downtown. I, I had all this extra time in the middle of the morning where I didn't have anything planned. So on Monday, I called up a friend and I, and I said, well, I messaged him actually, and I said, I'm going to be downtown for several hours. I've got nothing to do. Is there anything I can help you with? And I know that he does networking and he does uh, live streaming and there's a number of things that he does and he, he knows that I do that as well. So he said, I have a live stream. Would you like to be a guest? Yes. So because I have this top of mind mentality, when I had some open time where I was feeling unproductive, I could fill that time with something. I could look for an opportunity. Uh, we can find answers when it's on top of mind. You know, how am I going to do this? Here's how. There's an answer. Uh, we get new ideas. Maybe, you know, when I did the live stream and worked with these people, I met some new people that opened up my world a little bit and got some new ideas for maybe some other ways to find new clients. And then people who can help come to the rescue you know uh, you tell people about what you're working on say I, I need to get this done I need to get that done I need two new clients this month and I'm not sure how I'm going to do that they want to help you know what I know some people you know what I there's a networking event you can come with me you know people will start to help you if you have that goal right out there where everybody could see it so I've noticed that over the probably last three months <coughs> I feel like you're a baby bird that left the nest <laughs> as you do more and more of these things. And I didn't kick you out of the nest. Uh, as you do more of these things, independent of things that we're doing, you know, uh, when I heard about you going to the networking meeting in Santa Fe, in, in the past, that would have been something that you would have said, would you like to do a networking meeting in Santa Fe? And I would have either said yes or no, and your decision would have been made on that. And um, I thought it was uh, important that you said, no, I'm going to this networking meeting in Santa Fe. And, uh, and, um, and it turned out that it was a really good decision. It turned into a set of opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. And um, this thing yesterday where you just said, I'm going to be downtown. Let me see how I can leverage that, uh, I, I think is a reflection of the, you getting comfortable enough with your independence uh, in terms of our business practice, right? Uh, to say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own, right? I'm going to. I'm comfortable with it. I'm going to go do a live stream with uh, with our friend Luis, and um, so I, I can see the uh, uh, the changes that you're making uh, as you gain more and more confidence with us. I'm really impressed. So I'm going through this process. That's why I'm sharing it with everybody mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm hoping that what I'm learning can benefit other people. So we very often might ask ourselves, where are my results? This happens so much with people who are in business for themselves, entrepreneurs, people who are trying to start their own uh, business. And we want our desired results to happen 
quickly, easily, and just as planned because we see the people who've already gone ahead of us and who are successful and we say, I want that too. That's why I went into business for myself because I know it's possible. And they made $100,000 their first year. So where's my $100,000? And we want to know where are my results? And when these things don't happen the way we think they should, we get discouraged and we start to buffer, start watching too much TV or uh, eating too much or drinking too much or sleeping too much or shopping too much. We find those buffering habits that we uh, cover up our feelings with and we very easily will move on to a different project. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to do my own business. I'm going to just look for a job instead. Or um, I'm going to go help somebody else with their business. Or, you know, we find a different shiny object to chase after because this wasn't working out the way I had planned. So we got to we gotta factor that into when we're setting our goals and we're trying to reach our goals. If we're not seeing the results that we expected, can we find other results? Can we find other signposts that things are working and that we do need to just stick with it? That uh, although we're digging and digging and haven't hit gold yet, we're, we're almost there. Can we see any other signposts along the way that are indicating that to keep us on track with that? I want to follow the leader right? Look for others who've been successful already and then find out from them, hey, how long did it take you? <laughs> I, uh, I was watching a young woman be interviewed about her YouTube channel and she played games on her YouTube channel and because that's what she liked to watch. So she wanted to do that too. And she live streamed for four months before she had any viewers at all. So after hearing that, I said, okay, if she can do it for four months with nobody, I can certainly do it, you know, as long as I need to do it until I build up an audience. And then I found out about a life coach who, uh, to, in order to build her business up, she was writing blog posts every day for eight years. And during that eight years of building up, when she'd first started out the first few years, she had f four or five people reading her blog posts. And there were times when she said, why am I doing this? This is not, this is not growing. This is not paying off. But she knew it was important to those four or five people that were paying attention to her blog post. It was helping them. So she continued to do it. And now she's very successful. And knowing those things, it, it goes into my little basket of, you know, things I pull out and look at when I'm feeling discouraged, you know. You know, Corinne worked for eight years blog posting every day before she made it. And pull up uh, Jenny, she was live streaming for four months before she had an audience. Uh, so, you know, I keep, I keep those in my basket of goodies and, and I look at them when I need them. Uh, find out what worked and what didn't. You know, did the blog posts work for you or was it something else that worked, you know? Um, that doesn't mean it's going to work for us just because it worked for somebody else, but it's good to hear about because it might spark other ideas. What made them stick with it? You know, 
why did you stay? What was your why? What was your reason for writing that blog post for eight years? What was your reason for being online uh, every couple of days for, for four months trying to build an audience? Why did you stick with it? What made you do that? Once we can find these things out from the people we admire, then we can say they can do it and I can do it too. Next, get training, right? There's books, courses, videos, podcasts, all kinds of help out there free. Uh, there's free stuff on YouTube. There's, there's books at the library or, um, you know, you, if you have an Amazon Prime and you get those, those Audible books uh -huh. or you get the ones on your Kindle for free. Tons of books out there that are for free. Courses, there's many courses. There's small trainings you can take. Um, you can either get free or you can pay for courses. And there's just so much available. Wonderful podcasts, very motivational, very instructional. And they teach you what you need to know to get to where you're going. And they provide that motivation and encouragement to keep you on track and show you what mistakes to avoid. I always like hearing about other people's mistakes because then I can say, oh boy, I'm glad they said that, so I didn't make that mistake too. I can certainly learn from that. So I always appreciate when people are willing to share their mistakes like that. Build your support system, right? And this, sometimes it takes a lot of uh, time and effort to build a support system because when it's family and friends, uh, you have to give as much as you get. When it's mentors, teachers, and coaches, you have to keep doing what they suggest, being their best student to keep them interested enough to continue to work with you. If you're not going to follow through on what they suggest, then it's a waste of their time. And then networking organizations, the local chamber of commerce, or um, there's all sorts of groups you can join that are great for networking. Build your support system in order to keep you on track, keep you supported when you're trying to get from here to there. I think that uh, principle that you described, that if you're going through all the trouble of building a support system uh, and you take advantage of it, because, because building a support system means it's, uh, there's a, a uh, mutually beneficial relationship, right? Your support system is with people who are willing to help you and the, 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 what they get back in return is you taking their advice and moving, moving forward, hopefully, because they're trying to give you good advice. So what you mentioned is if you're going to go through all the trouble of building a support system, build a support system that you're willing to take advice from and implement it. Yeah. Otherwise, your support system goes like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to quit giving her advice because she's not doing anything about it anyway. That's right. So, uh, so it's a mutual, the, your, your, the people that are in your support system should be a mutually beneficial relationship. And one day, uh, I think you know your support system is evolving when a person in your support system calls you and says, I have this situation, what would you advise? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's uh, where that uh, trusting relationship where you, what is it, credibility, visibility, trust, transformation... So when you're at the transformative stage, uh, what, what's happening is your support system is calling you and saying, help me. What, what can you do to help me? So. That's right. That's right. <coughs> so here's my recommendations. Decide 
what you're going to do and then schedule it and commit to it and spend your discomfort wisely. If you're going to be uncomfortable in either, either doing it or not doing it, then choose the one that gives you the result that you want. Three, two, one, go. You know, set your alarm, take a deep breath, three, two, one, and go do it before your mind talks you out of it. Grab every banana. That just means look for every opportunity. When you have your goal top of mind, you're going to see those opportunities as they come by and you're going to grab them. And then get the support you need. You know, build that support system. Reach out. Uh, I hadn't talked to Louise in a couple of years, but I was like, why not try? You know, see what happens. And I got what I needed out of it. So reach out. And it doesn't matter if it's been a couple of years. Uh, people, people who would like to hear from you, uh-huh. you know. He enjoyed hearing from me. I enjoyed seeing him and getting together and, and, and reconnecting. So, and yeah. he's a good guy to connect with because yeah. he's uh, uh, with the Hispano Chamber of Commerce. And, uh, and he's very he's marketing oriented. He's right. a marketing guy. Yeah. Uh, and he always thinks in terms of that. So. Yeah. So. Uh, those are my recommendations also. Reach out, right? This, I'm part of your support system as well. You can join the Softer Side member vault at esofterside.com. There's all kinds of free trainings, motivational materials, uh, videos, uh, PDFs, all sorts of great information in there, as well as a free opportunity to coach with me. So check that out at esofterside.com. Join our Facebook group. Uh, We post in there. We have our videos from today. Uh, Each time we do live videos, they go in there. And then we have additional posts as well to keep you updated on things. Podcast is available if you prefer a podcast. You can find this at Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can always email me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. Again, I'm offering free personalized coaching in the Life by Design program, which is going through October 19th. So you have one week left to make your appointment for free coaching with me as part of the Life by Design program. This will offer you clarity in your goals and purpose, clearing away procrastination, building up your motivation, helping you to manage your thoughts and plan, design, and choose your own future. So to apply for that, just email me or click the link in the box, description box below this video, uh, or you can go to esofterside.com and sign up there. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines. We have a new phone number today, 202-815-1171. Or you can write your answer to this question in the chat room, What keeps you going when you aren't seeing results? So let's uh, go to the, there we go, and let's go to the chat room and see what's going on. All right, uh, so let me take you to the top of the chat room. Holy says, happy happy early birthday, Shelly. Thank you. (coughs) Captain Marvel uh, says, hi, Shelly and Toby. David Dow's in the room. Hello from California. Just spent a week in Montana. Uh, Doesn't sound like smooth sailing. I'm not, he was referring to something you said. Let's see. Ron Leak is in the room. Shelly is a year prettier, he says. <coughs> Kay Pro's in the room. She says, hi, softer side friends. 
Uh, Captain Marvel says cleaning out closets is very satisfying to her. That's great. I bet there are chores, though, that do rub you the wrong way, that you're like, I don't want to do that. And you've got your own reasons for feeling that way. Uh, There's always something, isn't there? Uh, Steve Klein's in the room. This is a good channel. I'm going to have to start watching more. Yes. Good idea. Awesome. We think you should. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Captain Marvel says, I just asked for things and they seem to happen. Very good. Someone upstairs likes me and then she qualifies in the next line, but not today. So. <laughs> well, it one sounds of those like days. you normally have a very positive frame of mind. So and that's going to get you a long way in life. Huli asks, what was the key turning point for her success? And uh, it, she asked that during that time when you were talking about the young woman who started a gaming channel. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, but I think it was referred to the other woman who was writing blog posts for uh, eight years before she was starting, before she got a reaction. Well, I'll tell you both just in case. Uh, for the woman on YouTube, she had been seen by a competitor who was friendly towards other competitors uh, who were playing these games on YouTube. And he did what they call a raid where he asked all of his viewers to go over her, to her channel and check out what she was doing. So suddenly she had a bunch of people watching her and they subscribed because one person who had been a leader for her, who was ahead of her in subscriptions and in what, uh, what she had wanted to do, he reached back and helped her. So that can, that can be a wonderful opportunity. Uh, for Corinne, who was writing the blog posts, and uh, she she got extra training, uh, and uh, she got really clear on the market she wanted to serve, and with the training and the clarity on her market, she had that opportunity come towards her, right, because she had her goal top of mind. She knew exactly what she wanted. She had cleared away all the fluff and was very focused on what it was she wanted and she got the training she needed to make it happen and then she made it happen. Um, uh, K-Pro, Christy says, uh, as Toby would say, what was the inflection point? <laughs> She's been hanging around with us too much. Uh, she, she also says whenever she has that issue, she phones a friend who's in her support system. Mm-hmm. Don't know who that could be. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Marvel says, how about a marketing strategy? But I don't know what she was referring to. Uh, let's see. Keeper says, how did you sign up? Okay, so she's talking about your, she figured out how to get to. Okay. So that's it for that. Uh, again, our phone lines are open at 202. and you can call us and let us know what's going on. If you have any questions or something going on in your life that you would like a little direction or support with, give us a call and we'll talk about it. Uh, In the meantime, we will go ahead and look at our next slide. And Uh, (laughs) there we go. All right. So, Friday, October 11th at 4 o'clock is our next live show together. And we're going to be talking about how food choices affect your goals and not just your weight. 
So a lot of people are experiencing a lack of motivation. They're experiencing brain fog. They're experiencing uh, that it takes a lot of willpower and a lot of pushing just to get themselves out of bed and uh, get through their day. They don't have any energy left over for new goals, new decisions, and uh, they don't know how to move forward from that place. In that case, what you really need to look at, what we all need to look at, uh, especially those of us on the standard American diet or SAD, we need to look at what it is we're eating and how it affects us sad. physically, emotionally, and mentally. I'm yeah. going to remember that acronym the sad. next time I'm at Five Guys. Standard American diet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us... We eat things that we think are healthy for us, but in actuality, they don't work well for our bodies. Everybody is individually different. Some people are allergic to different things that other people are not. Some people can't stand the taste of things that other people love. So we need to figure out exactly what works for our body. Uh, but there are a few rules that work for pretty much everybody. And we're going to get into that on Friday and discussing how we can clear the brain fog and uh, increase our motivation with our food choices. Uh, so we just got a uh, text message. Uh-huh. And uh, that was that little ping that ping. Steve Klein heard. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was that loud, Steve. Uh, but I'll turn it down here. Um, it's just my dogs just jumped me with a little ping. Um, and uh, they asked, what is Shelly doing with a DC phone number? You want to explain that or should I? <laughs> I will let you. <coughs> your All right. Choice. So, uh, uh, as you know, we've had call in for several months now, I guess. Has it been several months? Yeah. Uh, but I was always bothered by the fact that our call in service had this, uh, it was asynchronous and it had a slight delay in the conversation. So, I decided the only way to resolve that was to get a real second phone number. And uh, so, uh, I went to Ver Verizon and I had, a, I had a couple of extra phones. So I went to Verizon, got a second phone number, and while I was uh, having a conversation, adding the phone number, I asked the lady uh, that was helping me if I could have any area code, and she said yes. And as you guys know, I spent most of my life, is that true? Yeah, I spent most of my life in D.C., and I thought it'd be cool to have a D.C. phone number. So that's why we have the 202 prefix. Now... The, the only problem with that is if you're calling on a landline, you're probably going to incur some long-distance charges. But, of course, if you have a normal cell phone service, they don't care one way or the other. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's why we have a, two, a 202 phone number. And it is, it is the DC prefix. Because that's what Toby wanted. That's, that's the what, answer. That's <laughs> short answer. That's what I... Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Though. It's your phone number. I mean, you pay for it, so I you should have what you want. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah we just we just i needed to get rid of that uh delay that was in our uh our long distance service so this was a good way to do it all right is that it for today then i think that's it for today okay well we'll go ahead K-Pro asked uh, who has a landline these days um some people do because they have very poor internet, internet. in their homes and they have very poor cell service in their homes uh, yeah. And in fact, days. a couple of the people that we visited on our recent vacation had that issue going yeah. on for them. Yeah, they can't. We have to call their landline. Yeah. And your your mom does, right? 
Does your mom have a cell phone? She, they have, they have cell phone. You can get phone, yeah. phone calls to her, but sometimes they don't get texts. Oh, um, oh that's it's weird. Just very inconsistent mm. uh, Verizon in their area. So yeah, that's why we have the DC phone number. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and close things up for the day. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here today and for all your great conversation in the chat room. Again, I hope I will see you again on Friday at 4 o'clock. And we will finish out our Life by Design program uh, this Friday and then on Monday with the Storytelling Therapy video. Uh, and that will cover our fourth week, which is our support week. So we had awareness planning, goals, and support. And this is our support week. And again, if you are interested in gaining some support from me, please go to easeafterside.com and sign up for that free coaching call and we can talk about your needs. Uh, so I hope that you'll take advantage of that opportunity. And uh, what... Elise says she saw the 202 number. She says, I, saw, I thought the CIA, the NSA, and the NSA had hacked AGK. <laughs> Got some initials going on there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for being here, and I will see you on Friday for the softer side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at esofterside.com.